Hello and welcome to the Impact Podcast from us at Impact Wales. We're Finn and Jane and every week we'll be bringing you lots of discussion, comments and opinion on everything research and education. We'll be talking professional learning, what's happening in the education world and everything in between to help you make a difference in your school. Hello Jane. Hello Finn. And it's been a while from us. It has. <laughs> what it feels weeks. like, but I know we had a podcast that came out last week, but we were just sitting here saying that it feels like weeks and weeks since we sat down and recorded a podcast. And it has been. Yeah, it has. But we did have a week where we recorded three in one week. So yeah, so I think it's, back, it? it's fair enough. Yeah. So today, what are we talking about today? Well, <laughs> I don't know about you, but I think my brain is what we're, we're, on, we're recording this on the Friday, the first week back yes. after Easter. My brain is full already. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. We were talking about holidays, in fact, and we were saying that uh, what would be the ideal holiday? And we said, well, it would need to be three weeks long for a start. One week yeah. to, to decompress. Recover, yeah. One week to you know explore the area, have fun. One week to think about going back. But yeah. it's, yeah. So, OK, so today we're talking about lethal cognitive overload yeah and and this idea of um i am completely distracted at the moment i cannot focus on one thing Mm. and get one thing done i'll Mm. have about four or five things on the go and not seem to get anything finished i'm I'm very distracted and that's not normally like me i usually will get things done are we terminally distracted we are terminally distracted and not just with work with other things as well because life goes on well, this is the thing. That was the other thing that we were talking about. We were saying, you know, you you go on holiday because we were yeah, obviously we've both taken a break over the Easter holidays, which is obviously really important. You know, bank holiday coming up this weekend. By the time you you're listening to this, obviously everyone will have already had that. But you have your bank holiday. You go, oh gosh, I'm really looking forward to having a break, not rushing into the office, not working hard on stuff to to decompress. But of course, life still goes on. It's not enough time, though, to decompress before you've got to pick it all back up again. No. And, and carry on, isn't it? Well, it's the cases. And those of you who are longtime listeners to our podcast will know that my family, that I've had quite a, a difficult time recently. Mm-hmm. My mum's got severe dementia and, you know, that that is very much ongoing. My mum is still suffering from dementia. I'm still dealing with that. I'm still piece by piece saying goodbye to her, which is... A real, it's difficult isn't it's it? a real yeah. real yeah. challenge currently got building work going on in my house as well <clears throat> not not nice building work like a new kitchen or new bathroom it's actually no it's fixing stuff which is you know there's no real well no tangible benefit you just go well it's fixed now it's you know yeah. so that's we that's moved in, aren't you yeah, yeah. <laughs> but exciting. I do know what it's like because I do remember last last Easter. Yeah, I was on a I was writing I was on a contract and I was writing oh, on yes. a really tight contract and it got to Easter Monday and I had two days left and I had a lot still to finish. I was just about to squeeze it in. I woke up Easter Monday morning to my neighbours replacing their roof, which was <laughs> very very noisy Lovely. and very distracting. Yeah, so, we, we've actually got our builders coming round um, on Monday on the bank holiday. I don't know yeah. why they do that. They should be taking They've a break. Well. Squeeze you in somewhere. Haven't yeah yeah okay so so whilst it's been lovely to take a break over the easter holidays it it's it doesn't feel so much of a break as it it could do because we've all been so busy at work doing the work stuff that when you stop doing work the rest of your life rushes into that gap yeah and you have to do other stuff well and and it's it's that time of year as well where i I don't know from your side of it from from my side of what the contracts that we've got going on yeah at the moment they've all seemed to have come to a head and i've got about three contracts 
on the go at different stages and it, it's all a bit you know what it's like from my side I know it's like from your side but I'm just putting it out there but I've got a very grumpy husband because I've been working he's home on leave and I've been working practically every weekend yeah and every evening so it's you know it's the timing you know could have been a little bit better yes and of course you're, you're whilst you're busy marking and writing questions yeah. for tests I'm busily Colour, yeah. coloring in. in sketch notes yeah but you know there is there there's, is a there's serious side to, to that than, there is yeah, coloring in so before we start talking about the subject <clears> of um what we're what we're going to talk about today i'm just putting this question out there we'll answer this question during the podcast but the question today is are we all frogs and anybody who knows the analogy that goes with that will will recognize it as we go through it but we're just saying that, that question are we all frogs at the moment that has has multitasking or overworking shall we call it rather than multi, multitasking has it actually become the new pandemic mm. but let's let's first talk about what we've been doing this week apart from having a lovely break over the easter and dealing with mm. life you've got your big assessment contracts i've been doing sketch notes but we've also been really busy this first week back haven't we we've we've done lots of four, school sessions well, when i say four schools it's not four schools it's, oh, it's four sessions more. but there's been more schools involved in those sessions so we've worked with um a large cluster of primaries up in mountain ash yeah which is on assessment for their first session yeah no 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 second session we did the we? curriculum leads face to face and when we <clears> did whole staff remotely so we this is this is happening more and more yeah. as we're doing like a um, a hybrid version where we're doing because there are benefits to remote sessions you know they can be squeezed in at the end of the day which is partly why I'm becoming a little bit cognitive overloaded because I can't oh, remember yes. <laughs> which sessions we've done face to face yeah and then it's with much easier to actually <clears throat> pinpoint it in your memory when you've actually been to the place yeah. when you're sitting in the same place doing the session yeah. it, and you know admittedly you you see different people on the screen but when they're, they're tiny little pictures you know yeah. amongst five other yeah. you can relate pictures. better when you actually were there yeah you? yeah it's harder okay we've done harden we've done well. harden village uh primary up in north wales which is one of my favorite schools we've worked with uh jamie the head there for a long time yes well we started on pedagogy <clears throat> didn't we? we did then we looked at curriculum design specifically yeah. Now we're bringing it all together by pulling all of it in and, yeah. and thinking about what that means for assessment. Yeah. And I, I love doing these kinds of projects where you go back and you see the progress that's been made yeah. in between and you think that, yeah, we really are making a difference and supporting the staff at that school to really take it on and be completely independent about <clears throat> where they're going next, what they're doing next. And, you know, the great strides that they've made in between is it's fabulous to see. And then we've got then we've been St Mary's up, up in virtually in Scotland, yes. in St Mary's in Renfrewshire, to look at their vision and values and how it's going to drive their curriculum, pedagogy and assessment, which is and really I think nice. it I think it's uh, fascinating that we're doing quite similar work, but from a slightly different yeah. perspective up in Scotland because we've had to really delve into the um, curriculum for excellence. We're, we're looking at the four capacities yeah. and looking at the areas of learning, but also. Um, recognizing that they are refreshing yeah. their vision and values when schools in Wales are actually starting on that you know yeah. almost for the first time round. It always strikes me how funny it is that we've, we have these parallels because over the last, last couple of weeks I've been working on the Scottish national tests and the, mm. some of the questions 
surrounding those as well for, for multiple choice. And that's been really interesting to delve a little bit more into the numeracy aspects within the Scottish mm. curriculum. Mm. And, and at the end of the day, it's, it's just there's so many parallels between what we're doing here in Wales. Well, it's more similar than anywhere else yeah. is. And the last session that we're actually we're doing after this podcast, Into High, the Science of Learning. Now, Into High is a really interesting school because it's an online school. Mm. So all of their lessons are remote. So they have a particular focus on making sure that learning that happens over the internet is as effective as it yeah. could be. And I think that is fascinating. It's been fascinating to work with them because it, it's so much more um, challenging to make learning stick when you're that much yeah. far further removed yeah. from learners. <clears throat> so it's a real mixed bag this week. It is. It is. Yeah. OK, so let's get to the, um, the meat of today's session. We've had our little entree. We're now going yeah. to look at the meat. And I need to keep an eye on time because we need to finish yeah. it. And that particular <laughs> time today. I have got, we have got that. If anybody listens to our podcast, you know, Fridays are curry, curry half, half and half, half day. So we have got curry half and half the, the, <coughs> the clag because the curry is rather hot this afternoon. It's lovely, but rather hot. So apologies if we're going to be coughing and queuing our, our yeah. throats all the way through this today. Okay. So going back to our, um, our podcast focus Thinking about, are we in a position where we are frogs? Now, the, the reason that we said, are we all frogs, is there's, there's this analogy of you, and I'm sure you'll know this. You pop a frog into a, uh, as you do, you pop a frog into a, every week, yeah. a, a pan of cold water and pop yeah. it on the hob. You turn the uh, temperature up and uh, the, the frog will just adjust its body temperature yeah. to the water temperature until obviously it can't anymore and it won't jump out. It just dies dies yeah. it gets boiled and i feel that really nice analogy yeah great but i feel that we're kind of in that situation with the changes that have happened over the last two mm. plus years because i i have been thinking about this a lot it's not sometimes until you 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 <clears throat> sit still for a minute and think back and compare what you're doing now, the decisions that you're making now, the, the way in which you're behaving now in comparison with the decisions and the behavior yeah. of two years ago. And I do feel like the analogy is a fair one for um, where teaching, where education, yeah. um, probably across the world, but particularly in the UK has, has reached. Because if we think about um, that that first those first few weeks of COVID, we all sort of leapt to the challenge. But right, okay, this is here. We've got to do something about it. And um, the adrenaline was high. Uh, the speed at which everyone was working was really really high, and we had to get it done. And then it seemed like there was just one thing after another mm -hmm. thing after another thing. You know, there was a lockdown. There was an opening up. There was um, uh, injections. There was jabs. There was um, remote learning there was in-person learning there was hybrid learning there was all, all kinds of things but again there were all these other distractions on top of that that were just like turning up the heat and turning up the heat and turning up the heat until I feel that we've got a situation where the number of distractions the number of things that, that teachers that education is grappling with mm. at the moment means that the temperature is just yeah so high that maybe we're at risk of well i think we're failing i think we adjusted mm. very to these very small increments you don't tend to notice no. they're happening and now when you suddenly stop and look back you think oh how did we get to this point how do we recognize mm. not recognize 
that it was gradually getting hotter and hotter yeah and hotter so i, I wanted to share another um piece of um psychology research because it just really struck me i did um psychology at university for just you know as you did you needed i did it working with me it. didn't you <laughs> like, well, I don't know whether do you do this now in Welsh universities? At Welsh universities, when I went to university, you did three different subjects. Yeah, you did part year. one, didn't you? Yeah. Yeah, and then and you specialised. And then you specialised. So I did psychology, um, English, and music. Um, and in psychology, obviously, we were doing all these experiments. And uh, one of them just really stuck out for me. And I, and I can't remember who it was who did this experiment, but it's about intermittent reinforcement. Hmm. And the, the actual experiment itself is that um, mice, uh, mice are um, fed. And there are two conditions. You know, You've watching David too much, David Attenborough. I know. I know. So many frogs and mice. <laughs> frogs and mice, yeah. Well, I'm full on mouse at the moment. Okay, so we've got two conditions. So one set of mice are fed um, at a, um, a, an expected time. Okay, so it's always the same as on a routine so it's, um, you know, that, that expected distance between each um, feeding and they just get used to it and they rush over, get their food and then they're off doing their, you know, their usual thing, grooming, whatever, running around their wheels. And then you've got the intermittent reinforcement, uh, reinforcement uh, mice who are fed at random intervals. So they never know when they're going to get their food and they might be left to go really, really hungry and then they're fed. And then they're fed again very quickly mm. afterwards and so on. And what happened with that second condition, the second set of mice, is that what they found was that the mice actually became obsessed with the, um, the food patterns. And they actually started to, um, to um, oh, sorry, I'm, I'm, I'm cognitive overload here. They, they started to actually um, wait around, didn't they? Wait around, but also ignore all of their own other needs so they would stop to groom they would stop to sleep they would stop to actually manage their own needs because they became obsessed with um this when am i going to get fed again so that was their sole mm. focus and actually if you look up intermittent reinforcement it's actually a, um, a behavior conditioning thing and it's often part of abuse but it's often um something that actually leads to a significant mm. change in behavior and it can leave anybody who's on the receiving end of it actually becomes um, obsessed with and focuses in on this to the detriment of their own personal mm. needs. And it just really struck me that um, in Wales, and I know this might seem like a really small thing, but I think it's indicative of what's happening across the board with a range of things. If we look at um, the DUSK newsletter, which is the official newsletter that comes out from Welsh government, that um, details um, news and education resources, mm -hmm. you know, useful information for teachers. And it has been used as the main vehicle um, for um, sharing information about changes mm -hmm. to curriculum, changes to uh, procedures in school during lockdown, operational guidelines. Mm -hmm. That's the place to get it all. And it used to, I, I'm sure it used to come out once a month. It was either once a month or once a fortnight, wasn't it? But usually yeah. on a Friday. Yeah. It was that that regular, it was definitely at regular intervals. Yeah. That it's no longer no, at regular no. intervals. It's now whenever they've got something mm -hmm. to share. It's also huge. And it has also been the main source of some really quite 
um, short timeline mm -hmm. thing. So there, there's a, an element of panic around yeah. it. You know, you just come out. And I've experienced it, you know, just come well, out. There's no way to come, aren't you? This, this yeah. whole new yeah. change with assessment that needs to be, you know, dealt with and managed before the mm. next thing mm. comes out. And then the next disc, there's, you know, a couple Nothing. of operational things. And yeah. then it's just information. Yeah. So you can't anticipate no. how important it's going to be. Yeah. And, you know, if we think of what that does to the stress levels of head teachers, mm. senior leaders, mm. people supporting education, yeah. it is significant. Yeah. But if that were the only thing, that would that would still be difficult, but it wouldn't be the end of the world. But it's, it's not. not is it? there, there are so many other things going on. So there are lots and lots of distractions that schools and teachers have have experienced over the uh, the last two years as a kind of just that incremental turning the heat up mm -hmm. and turning the heat up and turning the heat up. So. The distractions, well, the things that need well, to be well, managed. We, well, we sat there, didn't we, this morning in our pre-podcast preamble, as yes. we always have, going through all the things that, you know, have suddenly appeared and have become those distractions during COVID or during the last two years. Mm -hmm. And I know there were other things prior to, to, to March 2020, but things have got worse and worse. Well, I, I and would worse. say that... And, it, and I'm sure we haven't got all of them. No, the Honestly. education system was very much how they talk about, um, you know, children's learning mm -hmm. was that children's learning. There was a disadvantage gap. There was a gender gap. There were issues with with learning yeah. generally in the same way. There were issues with the education system yeah. and uh, workload and recruitment and retention of the workforce that have now been exacerbated mm -hmm. by the pandemic yeah. as well. So just going through a few of those kinds of issues. Well, and these issues are just school focused issues. Yes. And don't forget there's all the other issues that are going on in the world at the moment that are also a distraction. Ukraine, yeah. Partygate, <laughs> you know, let's not go there. Et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So mm. we have a significant, and maybe we should be using a more, um, uh, a stronger word that terrible, awful, challenging, you know, critical um problem with uh, absence yeah there's a, a really interesting newspaper article from wales online out today which is obviously a friday we're recording this mm. regarding the amount of absences that head teachers are experiencing from pupils yeah across I, wales. I, I thought there was one little quote in there i think it's hugh reese's that the head teacher yeah. of uh, mary, mary immaculate was saying that there were some children who seemed to see school as optional yeah. that they just came in when they felt like it and you know that that that's their Particularly on a Friday. That's their new conditioned behaviour. Yeah. That, yeah. that that's that's okay. And you know, if we haven't got the children in school, then yeah, they're definitely not going to learn. No. So that that's one thing that needs to be focused on as a matter of urgency. Well, from half term last term as well, Estin started their yeah uh, engagement visits back up again and another inspection and do you know what it's it's actually really difficult to say this things like getting children in school is a distraction from the main thing which is the quality of teaching mm. and learning having Esten in is a distraction from the main thing yeah. which is the quality of yeah. teaching and learning but it's true mm. it doesn't make it any easier to deal with but for those schools who are experiencing an Esten inspection uh, wherever you are on the continuum of um you know improvement it, it is a distraction and 
when you look at some of the questions that Eston are asking in their engagement visits, for example, you know, we've had various contact with our advisory board and other um, colleagues in Wales, you know, they're asking things like, well, what's the professional learning been like uh, for curriculum for Wales? For curriculum for Wales? Yeah. You know, what, what's your understanding of assessment in curriculum for Wales? Um, how have you engaged with stakeholders? Um, and I thought this one was particularly interesting. We've heard this in, in uh, um, two or three um, conversations that we've had. What's the consistency of practice like across the school? I thought that was really, really interesting coming from Eston because, but also, how do you know about the consistency? I know, but I mean, my question would be, well, it could be consistently bad. <laughs> okay, good. You know, if you're talking about consistency, a consistency against, against, what? against what? I mean, I'd, I'd want to know, you know, how do you know what the quality yeah. is like? I just thought their choice of the word consistency. consistency. I just thought that was interesting. And I wonder how, um, how that's linked with this whole issue about equity in curriculum for Wales and getting consistent approach. And I wonder if there's any sort of link with that, because going back to our main thing, our main thing being the quality of teaching and learning is, you know, is the one thing that can make the biggest difference for pupils that we need to focus most on for teachers. You know, interesting that they didn't actually directly address that in any of the questions that we've heard from any of the schools that we've discussed yeah. it with. But it's, it's not just about implementation of curriculum for Wales, is it? I think it needs to go a lot deeper than that. And it's not about implementing a curriculum. Mm. It's ensuring that the quality of the teaching and learning, that is, that's got to be at the heart. Well, that's the rationale of curriculum for Wales, isn't it? isn't it? I mean, the whole reason we've got a new curriculum <laughs> is because uh, there's this national mission to raise standards, to improve outcomes and to have a world-class education system. Yeah. So, yeah, okay. So curriculum for Wales itself is a distraction mm. from the main thing. You know, we know that there's lots of research out there. We've got Dylan Williams quote that, you know, a bad curriculum mm. taught well is better than a great curriculum taught badly. Mm. So, you know, in terms of what's going to make the biggest difference to the pupils learning and the quality of their experience, it's not actually the curriculum that's going to make that difference. It's actually uh, the ability the uh, skill the expertise yeah. of the teacher so you know whilst curriculum for wales can address some of the issues that we're dealing with but at what cost if we're spending all of our time on that yeah or if we're being distracted by curriculum for wales implementation because yeah. we've only got a few weeks left now you know um we know with, with some of the contact we've had with schools and some of the schools that we're working with that teachers are out of the classroom working on whether it's curriculum mapping, curriculum development, writing curriculum resources, which, you know, here we are half a term or a term, realistically, before the implementation, particularly for primary schools in September, that we've had all this time before why are we still not and all the disruption with covid mm. that we're still in this it feels like a bit of a mad panic yeah phase before september yeah. and and I, you know we worked with um a story i remember we i i went up you didn't because you had something else going on but i remember i went up to a school in scotland in perth uh, to deliver um some uh, professional learning for them up there 
do you know I can't even remember what it was now so it was a while ago now it was about uh five years ago it was class feedback or something oh yeah okay okay um and I was just talking to some of the teachers in the break and we were just talking about professional learning and I was just you know saying what what's the situation up here what's it like up here what professional learning you have and you know what they were saying is that um the professional learning that they'd had had all been focused on curriculum everything for the last 10 years I mean that that's an anecdote that may be just that school but I thought that was just really interesting is that um you know back then in Scotland it was probably about six years into where their implementation is that um it it had become a huge distraction from all of the other things that were really important or the the main thing that's really important the quality of teaching and learning which might be a reason why results are beginning to nosedive yeah yeah there is that okay so other things that are a distraction here in wales we've got the aln reform and i know that's the the timeline for that has, yeah has but it's still the workload with that is is yeah. ridiculous and you know let's not forget aln reform yes it's absolutely mm. crucial yes you know it, it definitely needs to be done yes it's critical for social justice that you know we get an equity of provision for mm. all learners but there's no getting away from the fact that uh it's another of the uh, multitasking thing, yeah. um, things that have to be um, managed. You know, it's like we've got all these balls in the air. You know, we we're, we really one, are at risk. It's a big one to drop, isn't it? It is. It is. I, I, and I think we can't um, ignore the fact that being becoming researched informed is um, is right up there. That that is a, an expectation of teachers across yeah. the uk yeah. on top of everything else that that we're expecting teachers to do for this the remainder of this term it's you know teachers being able to focus on their own professional learning and their own professional learning journey when we're still at a stage where you know do we still know what we're teaching in september do we know how we're teaching it yeah so you know be, becoming research informed together um might mean um, engaging with higher education institutions who have their own agenda. Um, It might mean carrying out professional inquiry. Um, And, you know, we're not saying that these things can't all focus on the main thing, but it's when you've got, you know, a 15 pronged wheel, is that as effective as a five prong yeah. you know when you've got all of this thing just focusing on you know would it not be um simpler more straightforward easier to focus and this is what we're we're talking about is the ease of focus how easy is it to at the moment balance all these different distractions yeah. and still keep the main thing the main thing well I think this leads really nicely into the into the next distraction because we we had a little bit of a jolly last week. We had a little <laughs> bit of a road trip up to Warrington yeah. for a research ad, which was which was lovely. Mm, Driving through mid Wales in and North Wales in, in spring it was lovely. Um, but again, it's teachers giving up their time on a Saturday mm. for their own professional learning. We'll talk about professional you know learning as it is. Just talking about research ed. Warrington I actually really experienced it very very differently to some of the other research Mm. and events that we've been to didn't quite feel the same did it well it didn't feel the same for me because I realized I was just really tired Mm. and I you know it's not like I hadn't slept I just 
sitting there in some of the sessions this is talking to me talking for no, four no. and a half hours in the car on the way up wasn't it no <laughs> uh, but it's I, I didn't feel as keen I found um listening to other people talk about things that are in some cases quite challenging and you have to think about research and then reflect it on your own mm. practice for that and make sense of it and think about you know I actually just I, I'm not sure whether I had the cognitive capacity to do that and if I'm experiencing yeah. that I'm not working in a school you know other people may have been as well but one of the things that I think um, we all need to recognize whilst research ed is a an amazing um, movement and it really is it's about getting classroom practitioners to um, talk about what's changed their classroom and how research has informed that and where they're going next it, it's it's not what we see as really effective professional learning it's it's kind of it, it's like reading a book or listening to a podcast it's a you know it's it's a nice thing to do and it's an interesting thing to do but it's not it can't ever replace really good effective professional you, learning well you weren't school. necessarily actively involved in no the sessions that you were going to no apart from hours obviously because <laughs> we've made sure that happened yeah and I think it was it was a very because of that was a very different feel it felt to me as well obviously there were many sessions some or oh, the one we sat in on just before lunch and I think mm. it was funky pedagogy wasn't it mm. talking about language grammar grammar which was brilliant yeah um it was very much subject of english english literature english language focused mm. many of the sessions were which is, isn't my cup of tea anyway but thank mm. you god you was brilliant um but it was very much it, it was less diverse than some of the other there were sessions an we've been awful lot of new authors yes there were an awful lot of people selling books yeah and I know that I've heard this criticism about various other um events not just research ed but other events as well it did feel a bit sales conferency yeah it did feel a little bit look I've got this new thing to sell and I have to say that one of these sessions that we sat in on I just found a bit jarring because we had a presentation read to us and yeah. that's one of my just bugbears. It's like, well, you know, this is an event where we've got people who really do know about the best bets about learning. And the, the person giving the presentation fell back on the default option is I'm just going to read my slides to you, which I just I went, oh, please don't. Yeah, <laughs> please don't. So I, I think we I think there's something that's happened to everybody, everybody's ability to um manage all these balls to yeah. to cope with all the distractions in the world and in the education world that there's something that's happened that's made it so much more difficult yeah. for people I, I do think if there wasn't so much going on we'd be able to deal with well what less I, less is more isn't it yeah and I think that you know if we've got a limited amount of bandwidth to remain yeah. motivated and to you know to to be focusing on the hard work that needs to be doing and we've got the pandemic has taken up a huge mm. chunk of that and everything else is squeezed into this smaller little section and I it, you know there are you can't then have 15 other distractions and try and expect to keep all of those we need to be given permission to drop mm. some of those balls because I do feel like 
with those balls are getting heavier and heavier and they're going to be landing on people's heads but there's more being thrown into the mix now this half term though because we've got that i saw the call came out or the advert came out this week for people to, to sign up to the national network conversations on curriculum and assess or assessment and progression mm-hmm. which is another thing you know whether or not you've got time in the day to be released but i know some of the sessions were after school so that's another yeah another... and you know and i was thinking about that the other day and we're doing a lot of it because this is what we're being asked for and we you know we have to we have to work in the real world but how many of our sessions are now half past three yeah i'd say about 80 percent of them at half past three and i remember at one point i remember this you know about five years ago we just said right we're not doing twilights because yeah. they don't work but we've been forced into a situation mm. you know the heat's been turned up on us and well, we said well we're gonna have well, to we know because... how we feel because yesterday we did a session at 9 30 in the morning yeah we delivered the session That's finished great. at 10 30 great we had the rest of the day yeah to crack on and do what we needed to do yeah today's session, session was yeah, so much it was better, better. But today's session is a little bit, little bit earlier today. But we've also done two others at, this week at oh, the end of the day. Yeah, and it, you know, mentally, it yeah. does make you feel different if you know you've got, you've still got that at the end of the day well, to do. And I think it's, you know, if we're going back to our frogs in yeah. that pot of water, it, it the, the temperature's not going back down on that one. No. I don't feel. No. I think that's that's here to stay now, mm. which means that we've got, we already have an extended school day. Mm. You know, so if we're talking about extending the school day, the pupils, yeah, does that mean then that these sessions are going to be half past four? Yeah. You know, it's, it's, it's a lot. Anywho. Anywho. So, yeah. Yeah. So talking about. We're good at at whinging, but we're also good at coming up with solutions. Yeah. So the things that, that are now the main thing. Okay. So we've got, and they all are about the same thing. They all are about, um, addressing the impact of COVID-19 and I think just just before we talk about all of these things it's remembering that um, schools are not the only player in this field you know we there are social services much broader uh, you know local authorities we've got this is a community effort that schools have their role to play but we're schools are not the only people on the field for this particular thing and I think getting children back into school that that has to be number one yeah you know we cannot have a lost generation who just didn't go to school you know we're going back to the 50s for that yeah. children who stopped Partic- school at 11 or 14 yeah. or particularly those do that. particularly those children who are at the end of their schooling so those mm. you know like year nine year 10 yeah year 11 let's really or focus at the very beginning. Or, or at the very beginning but let's make sure that those don't drop off or they've yeah. nearly finished so we'll focus on the ones lower down I think that group and, I, and I'm talking as a parent of a, of a my son's in year 11 and I, you know they've got their designated in the back holiday to day today and there he is he's up earlier than he would be <laughs> when he should have been in school today we have a laugh about that one earlier but it's it's just the whole let's just make sure that those children are looked after just because they're 16 yes doesn't mean to say that their needs are any different to those that are six i heard a new term today and i've never heard this term before the term was de-schooling yeah that just feels just criminal what does what this that shouldn't even be a thing to de-school 
you know, we have a commitment. What's happened to lifelong learners? Yeah, yeah. So that has to be, the bottom line has to be making sure that every child yeah. has an equitable um, opportunity to access education. And that means encouraging them to get into school. We then need to make sure that they're supported emotionally, psychologically, that they are ready to learn. And that has been a big issue. And this is why I was talking about at the beginning that um, it, this is not just about schools. You know, readiness, readiness to learn is a parenting thing as well. It, it's a societal thing as, mm-hmm. as well. But, you know, do teachers have the time, have the cognitive capacity to actually be focusing in on getting children ready to learn rather than covering the curriculum as quickly as they can because they've missed a bit. Well, we're still seeing, aren't we, comments about, you know, the misconceptions around curriculum for Wales. It's all about how do we still make sure we've got coverage and how are we covering abroad, abroad, how are we covering the descriptions of learning? Well, Well, it's it's that. It has to be said that I think that children who are in difficult circumstances as we know with you know children who access uh, curriculum in uh, education other than at school PRUs and so on they don't have the breadth of curriculum that other children have because they have uh, significant challenges so why are we not thinking about that in terms of those children who are not accessing school or have Mm. really been affected by COVID when they're in school surely this Mm. is the time to actually think about is covering a really broad curriculum really what they need right now Mm. and I think um, some of the work that we've done with schools it just really brings to life these issues and you know I'm so grateful for the experience of working with schools to be able to see it but we were talking to St Mary's up in Renfrewshire and we did a a Google survey with their staff to just talk about well what do you think the biggest issues are for children now post lockdown you know what do you think that the curriculum how it should be designed, what's your vision for education at your school? And they were all talking about behavior, but you know, one of the things that popped up again and again and again and again, I thought that was a really good example of really making a difference was turn-taking. Yeah. Because turn-taking- They lost the art, didn't they? Yeah, turn-taking is kind of, um, is a real little microcosm of a relationship with someone else. Yeah. If you can, have a conversation that means that you can stop and listen to someone else well, I think you take one, your turn. one of the comments that came back wasn't it that during covid or since the pupils have come back after covid pupils were looking more inward yeah than outward which fits we all are we uh, yeah we all are we're but, thinking but we've had time to think yeah but it's it's not just about taking turns in a, a conversation you know speak then ask or you know i go you go it's about taking terms in relationships yeah. or when you're working together. I mean, how many adults do you know who just hog the committee or hog the meeting or, you know, hear what Speak you say, but don't listen yeah, to yeah, it? Yeah. You know, it's it's I think if if there was one piece of um, advice that we would give to um, to schools or to anybody looking to improve it's do one thing really well mm-hmm. and everything else will we come from it. Yeah. yeah. will fall into place yeah. as you go, because if you don't start with those foundations, you know that what you know determines well, it, what you learn. It's that ability just to communicate with each other. If we oh can't gosh, communicate, yes. how on earth are we going to do anything else? And communication is not all verbal. Mm-hmm. You know, if we can't show people that we're listening, 
because we're not focusing yeah. on other people's words. We are doing lots of hand gestures here, listeners. <laughs> we are, we're throwing our, about, hands so we're our hands around. I mean, the next thing on the list mm. is oracy. Yeah, oh, there you go. Yeah, ability to communicate with it. That's about it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I, I think to a certain extent that school is a reflection of what, what's bothering society yeah. to a certain extent. So we do have a responsibility. It's like a little window, isn't it, to what's going on? Yeah. Yeah, and I think that you know, if we're we're in a situation where we're we're in that pot and the the heat is getting turned out, we mm. have a responsibility to actually jump out and say no, too hot. Yeah, let let's all just take a moment to just think about the changes that have happened, the expectations, how expectations mm-hmm. on the teaching profession and schools has changed, not just in the last two years, but over the last twenty years, mm-hmm. schools. You know, the, the amount of stuff in the media, and I know Stabby Whittick was on Twitter saying that she, she'd um, written a, a piece about teachers and, um, you know, how they were uh, coping with mm. the impact from COVID and all of that kind of thing and what had gone on in schools. And actually the public comments on that were full of vitriol. There's this teacher hate. Yeah. And I think, you know, looking back at Research Ed as well, it feels like, and Twitter, Sorry, I'm just thinking yeah. of all of these places I've seen the same thing. It's a lot harder. It's a lot harder place. People have been a lot more critical out in public. Yeah, and we've got, we. it's, it's as if we've got a, a smaller emotional range. Yeah, we can tolerate less, can't we? Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's not just but our it, cognitive. But it has been the questions. last two years. Uh-huh. We've always, in education, I think we've always been on this little train that's been going along, but I think it, the train has turned into... A massive roller coaster, white knuckle yeah. roller coaster over the last two years, but and it and it is very. We are very. It's get reactive. off or hang on. Yeah, but we're very reactive to what's happening. We're not yeah. proactive as much as we could be, or we've been in the past. Yeah, because we. It's very difficult to be proactive when you don't know what's coming up. There are some schools and there are some mm. head teachers who really are standing up and saying enough is yeah. enough. That yeah. this is not on, and we need to do yeah. better. And no, I'm not going to look at that. But it does mm. take a a real courage and commitment to actually go no it's no a, it's, how, it's how, how many voices are needed yeah for someone to listen yeah because the the main thing the main thing once you've got the kids in school and you've thought about whether they're ready to learn is making sure that the quality of teaching and learning is the best it possibly could be and this is absolutely essential for the focus so you know one of the things I was thinking about well if the quality of teaching and learning that is the main thing why is it that professional learning for teachers hasn't moved on it hasn't moved on in the same way you know we've got research yet yeah but people are still reading slides to you at research yet we've got being you're being what what do we how do we phrase it this morning an inactive audience yeah yeah it was an inactive audience we were just letting it wash over us there was very little mm-hmm. active learning going on in that you know if professional learning is just learning it is we're all yeah. humans we all learn pretty much the same way why hasn't professional learning moved on why haven't we got a curriculum for professional, professional learning? learning why aren't we taking it um, um into account the prior learning of professionals yeah. before they start yeah. doing some well, CPD. Sequen- sequencing professional learning. We were talking, <sighs> where were we talking about that? A research, a research ed. ed. It's yeah. about sequencing that professional learning to make sure 
as a school or, or as, a, as, a, as a body or a group of schools, mm. that there is that plan, that clear progression, yeah. that plan, as we'd expect our curriculum to be in school. And the opportunity to return to learning, learning in order yeah. to reconceptualise. Well, How yeah. many times have yeah. you been in a school, I can remember doing this, that you, you'd have your inset day and it would be on feedback or it yeah. would be on assessment or whatever, yeah. and then you'd never go back to it. Or if you did, it would be in departmental meetings, not as a whole yeah, school. But it wouldn't even start with building on prior learning no. or identifying what prior learning is. So okay, so, so the bottom line is, you know, the learning for teachers needs to focus on the main thing. Yeah. Everything needs to focus on the main thing. We need to be given permission to drop one of the balls at the yeah, moment. At, at least, least one. Yeah. You know, probably half would be yeah. better. You know, because the bottom line is we're doing 10 things all at once. Yeah. With the pandemic taking up so much of our emotional ability to engage, our cognitive ability to engage, we're going to do none of them well. So we see either, we either, here's the choice, here is the choice. Either we stop doing stuff or we recruit more people so we can do yeah. more stuff. And it's not just about having a person. No. It's got to be teachers teachers with the right with well with the with the pedagogical knowledge yeah to be able to pick up yeah where the other teacher that they would be replacing or working with uh, can i just say though that the amount of stuff stuff that is being done at the moment you don't just need 50 percent more no, 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 you probably need 10 more teachers for every one yeah. that's in at the moment yeah. so, so the, you know but i think how many times have we said the same thing over and over again? It, it's we're we're ignoring, we're we're at risk of boiling the frog. You know, we're at, we're ignoring what's everybody is experiencing. We're ignoring what's actually going on right now. And how long will we be suffering the aftermath of this if we don't do anything about yeah, it now? It can't continue as it is because I think something is going to give. I really hope that we don't have to come back to this again and again. But yeah. I think. Anyway, what's coming up for us hey, then, Jane? It's bank holiday. Hey! <laughs> by, by the time this, as we said, you would have all had a lovely sunny bank holiday. Yeah. Um, we've got our business meeting next week, which we haven't had one since February, with everything else just fits in with what we're talking about today. Hugely. With, there's been so we've postponed it about four times, I think, yeah. because we've had too much in the diary. But we've actually kept Tuesday yes. nice and clear so we can actually do a bit of planning. Some, some something comes in later some on. Strategic this planning, yes. Strategic some thinking plan. about where we're going. Um, and hopefully we've got some exciting things coming up. Yeah, we have. But I know that you're busy, busy working on one of our exciting things, which is if you listen to our latest podcast that came out last week, our work with Bruce Robertson, which is yes. really exciting. So hopefully we'll have some more news about that. Lots of colouring well. in for that one. Yeah. And we've got um, Morriston Primary Cluster. We're going to do a face to face. Yeah, we're going to do a face to face. Well, you're doing that. You're doing that one because I'm back on the national reference tests. Yes. Again next week. So I'm back to the old repetitive strain injury with my wrist <laughs> yeah and the mouse but we're also that we've also got really a uh, fascinating project we're we're writing curriculum for yeah. abu dhabi yeah which is yeah it's it's daunting quite, but it's, yeah, yeah it's quite it reminiscent of curriculum for wales in some cases as well yeah, so that's yeah. gonna be a really interesting project that one, so we're waiting to see and we've obviously got some other schools coming out later this term but we'll we'll talk about them when we yeah when we get to them and so. I, i'm just looking at our list of bullet points here now and our next bullet point is uh, bye yeah <laughs>
Bye. Yeah. So we'll see you again Speak next soon. time. Bye. Thanks for listening. Don't forget to subscribe to make sure you don't miss future episodes. You can find us online at www.impact.wales. You can also follow us on social media. On Twitter, we're at Impact Wales. On Facebook and Instagram, search for Impact Wales. And on LinkedIn, search for Impact School Improvement.